Hey friends, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am your host, Misty Phillip. I am the founder of Spark Media and the author of the award-winning Bible study, The Struggle is Real, But So is God. All this month, we are talking about answering the call of God on our lives as we pursue our God-given dreams. Our calling is the unique divine assignment given to us by God to fulfill the purpose he has for our life. Our calling requires faithful obedience, commitment, and devotion. And we're going to talk about that more next month when we focus on obedience. Today, I want you to know that you have a unique calling on your life given to you by God. It is your divine assignment. One of the most evident passages in the Bible on calling can be found in Acts 9, where Saul had an encounter with the living God, Jesus Christ. Here we learn that God can use anyone, even the most unlikeliest of characters. Saul went from persecuting the church to becoming one of the biggest champions of the gospel. Saul, who was also known as the Apostle Paul, was God's chosen instrument to spread the gospel to the Gentiles and proclaim the name of Jesus to both kings and the children of Israel. Paul's life experience uniquely qualified him to spread the gospel. An interesting side note, a lot of people think that his name was changed after he was converted, but Saul is actually his Jewish name and Paulos or Paul is his Greek name. You see, God had been preparing Saul slash Paul his entire life through his birthright, his citizenship, his faith tradition, his education, and his life experience, all for his divine calling. God's sovereign hand was at work throughout Paul's life, bringing him into alignment with his call. Paul was a descendant of Abraham and came from the tribe of Benjamin. He was born in Tarsus and was educated by the preeminent teacher of the time, Gamaliel. Paul was not only of Jewish descent, but he was also a Pharisee and a Roman citizen. Paul's past experience equipped him to speak to Roman leaders, Jews and Gentiles alike. He knew the law, but he also understood the fulfillment of the law, which is Jesus Christ. Everything that happened in Paul's life served as a purpose in his calling. And in the same way, my friend, God is using all of your gifts, talents, education, and life experience to fulfill your purpose. God has positioned you and divinely appointed you to live here and now to fulfill your divine calling. Now, to discuss this further, I have invited my dear friend, Anthea Cotland. She is a writer, a speaker, a teacher, and women's ministry leader, and my good friend. Please welcome Anthea to By His Grace. Welcome to the By His Grace podcast, Anthea Kotlin. I am so excited that you are here today with me, my friend. 
Thank you so much for having me. This has really been um, a dream of mine to have an interview on your podcast. So I'm very excited. I'm a, I'm a faithful weekly listener. I'm out there walking my trails and listening. So it's really fun to pop on here and um, be friends with more of your friends. So I'm loving that opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, I, I just want to tell a quick story to the audience of how we met. So we met in a writing critique group and I just happened to wear, just happened, you know, to wear my women's ministry sh shirt from the church that I attend. And you're like, I'm in women's ministry and I'm a writer, you're a writer. And we just instantly became fast friends. And I have just been so grateful for um, your wisdom that you have shared with me in my life and the way that you have have mentored me and you've invited me to speak at, at your church. And we've just, we have just a very sweet relationship. So this is much um, my honor to have you here. So today we are going to talk about answering the call. So you are um, in women's ministry at your church. Your husband is a bivocational um, minister. And um, so I just want you to share a little bit about your journey and and how, um, like even how you answered the call to become a Christian and then how that transitioned into ministry. Well, you know, I think when I think about how my journey started with the Lord, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And it was actually in high school when I was babysitting for a family who I thought were very, very nice people. I just thought they were very nice people. And one day, what I did not know is they were youth leaders for a local youth group at a church near us. And they invited me to either babysit another night on a particular week or attend the Billy Graham crusade. And What's funny is what I heard in that invitation was not about Billy Graham, although that would have been really good for me to catch that information. All I heard is we're taking a youth group, which would include some cute boys, to this event. Would you like to come with us? Well, I have to tell you, Anthea at 16 was all about the cute boys. And I thought some cute, nice church boys, I'm in. So I went. And that night, the Lord just captured my heart. And I just fell in love with Jesus Christ. And God was so good in that season because he continued to bring me mentors, including connecting me. Billy Graham Crusade, if you don't know, does like an amazing job of follow up with people. And after they go pray that prayer and accept Jesus, they actually make sure you get connected with a local body of believers. And so I got connected with a local Bible church, and it was actually the youth minister's wife who then mentored me for the following two years. And I kind of had that same experience when I went off to college and I got involved in InterVarsity Christian Fellowship and just continued on that discipleship journey. And at each point, the Lord continued to call me into leadership. And it just was really clear and steady as he gave me what I needed and I would go on that next step, um, that that was what was clear. Yeah. And it was actually through that ministry of Anniversary Christian Fellowship that I met my husband. We were at a camp in Colorado. Um, he was in the core of Good Ex at Texas A&M. 
and he introduced himself to me. And um, it was just sort of one of those moments, similar to the connection that you and I made. We had an immediate connection. And he was all of 19 years old. Um, but it was very obvious to me. He was very strong in his faith. And I can still remember talking to him and him talking about how for him, the whole Bible was one continuous story. He was very biblically literate. I was not because I was still fairly new to the faith. And so really our partnership, our marriage, um, we were just always leaders in our church and uh, so it's just been it's just been that journey of the Lord, like I said, giving us what we needed at every step and then sort of to whom much is given, much is expected. And so as we both received discipleship, we saw those opportunities for leadership. And then, of course, eventually, um, probably about 25 years ago, I got really focused on women's ministry. Um, and as a mom of two adult daughters, um, that became something that I just had such a passion for. And um, later, um, it's been about um, 10 years ago, my husband received the call to become an ordained minister. And he did the seminary and he became, or, he became ordained to the diaconate because that's how we do it in our denomination. And then he became an ordained minister. So um, we really have enjoyed working together on a lot of things, uh, prayer ministry and other parts of leadership. Yeah. So how did your husband know that he was being called um, into to ministry, into to more of a full-time ministry? Um, you know, it's funny. I just heard him tell a friend the other day that, um, so in our tradition, um, we're Anglican, and in our tradition, we do communion with like a little round um, wafer and, and wine. And he can distinctly recall probably 15 years ago, we were at a church in um, Tomball, Texas, and one of the ministers there gave my husband, instead of the usual, usually you get a piece of that wafer, you get, or, you know, like a part of it. And he was given what they call a minister's or a priest's wafer. And he has, he just was kind of like, he got it. And he was like, why am I getting this? And it was just like such a clear sign. And really, from the moment he began to talk to me about it, it, it wasn't surprising because God knows I don't do surprises well. Um, I thought to myself, I was remembering those conversations from the first time we met in Colorado about the call he had on his life. And I thought, well, of course, you're going to expand this. You're going to take it to the next level. And what's really fun now is he actually teaches some seminary classes um, for the group of churches that we're involved with. And that's really fun to see him now go to an even deeper level in his ministry. Yeah, that's really, that's really cool. So how have you together or maybe separately, how have you pivoted within um, the, the call? You know, because I think that our calls do evolve for um, lack of a better word, like you said, it's, it's, it's that continuous like step of obedience. Like we take one step after another, but what are some ways that you have, um, have pivoted within your call? 
Well, one thing, um, particularly in the last couple of years, has been the pivot. For me, about seven years ago, it became clear to me while I was doing women's ministry at my individual church, in our tradition, we have something called a diocese, which is a whole group of like 13 churches that are all kind of in the same in the same club, as it were, and we all have the same bishop. And it really broke my heart to find out that a lot of these women at these smaller churches, I go to a fairly large church in the realm of my denomination. And I found out that a lot of these women had, you know, no retreats, no, none of these larger organized events. And so the Lord kind of gave me a vision for that probably about eight years ago. And seven years ago, we had our first diocesan women's retreat. And that was a huge pivot for me to take from working just at my local church and then trying to work amongst all, you know, a whole group of churches because there are some differences And you're kind of trying to speak, you know, you're trying to, you know, cross-culturally match with these other churches and meet their needs. And that's been such an amazing journey. And of course, anytime I believe that God calls you, you know, to kind of step up and expand your territory, Lord will bring you ministry partners. And he sure did. He he brought along a couple of ladies who have walked with me through the seven-year journey. And then this last couple of years, I've had the privilege of working with my oldest daughter and she now serves on our diocesan level and in fact that was the event you spoke at uh last march and And i got to see this the beautiful way that that all worked together because there are definitely some major differences even from the different churches and it was just the way it came together so beautifully and to see you and your daughter working together um, because she can you know address the needs of the younger women and it was just it was very beautiful and i was so grateful to to be a part of that yeah, it was so great to have you with us too, because your teaching style was probably a little bit different from some of the things we had seen before as a group. And that's what I love, 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 because, you know, just like we were praying about before we started this interview, Lord, prepare the hearts of those who will hear this, prepare the hearts of those who heard Misty's message at our retreat last year, that that has carried on. The number of women who have come to me since that event and said, remember when Misty said this or Misty said that, and I really connected with that. And, you know, it's just like God looks out and he sees those needs and he brings the provision. Um, so I love the way he does that. And then what's been neat in the last few years is my husband has stepped into the role of being the prayer coordinator for our whole diocese. And especially in this last year or two with a number of things going on that have been very heavy on people's hearts. It's been pretty awesome to see the way he has stewarded that responsibility and the way he has really activated the need for prayer now more than ever. So, and of course, it's it's very handy um, that he is also willing to pray for our women's retreat because we have one on February 6th. And um, so I'm excited as we're getting ready for that again and um, just seeing how Bill and I complement each other on that. So I'm very blessed to have such a supportive husband. I like you do. Like yeah. you do. 
Yeah, we're we're both very, very blessed in that respect. And um, going back to the retreat that I spoke at, like I spoke and literally like the week or two later, the world shut down. I mean, the retreat almost didn't happen. And I love the way that God went before us on that because you had asked me to speak long time before that. And, and then I spoke on the struggle is real and little did we know how real the struggle was going to get in 2020. But I love the fact that, that God knows that. And I love that he's, he, we don't always understand why things happen the way that they do. Um, but we can trust in his sovereign hand. And, um, and, and I love also the fact I can see it in my own life and I'm sure you can see it in yours as well is that things that I didn't think in my life that made sense. Like I did this for a season or I did that for a season in the season that I'm in now, I can see how God has used all of it to equip me to do what I'm doing. Um, so what are some ways uh, that you have seen God prepare you for the work that you're doing now? Well, one of the ways that I see is in my background in education. Um, while I was actually, um, you know, while I was a mom of, of young children, uh, babies, um, I actually managed by my husband's support and the grace of God to complete a master's degree in English. And at that time, I thought I was going to be a college professor. And I did work in that field for a short while. But I really then had a call both to step into some new roles, both in ministry and probably one of the most important ministry roles that I've also had the privilege of serving in is in parent care. And really, since within about the first five years of my husband and I getting married, we became um, responsible for some family members who were older, who had some mental health issues. And it just became clear that that was going to be part of my ministry. And the years and years and years of my girls and I going and serving together um, these family members. And um, it just was important. You know, it became clear to me that teaching at that time was not something I was going to be able to do in the way that I originally thought. Like I said, I envisioned English professor. I had it all planned out. And like I said, I even did it for a short while, but then God kind of had me pivot. And now as I'm teaching Bible studies every week, um, I am so enjoying doing deep dives into God's word and using the very skills I developed in graduate school to do a, a deeper Bible study, to put sentences together, to see um, the just the richness of God's word. You know, I joke with some of the ladies that I teach. Um, oh, I think we're going to diagram this sentence. I don't do a lot of that, but seriously, sometimes, you know, just God's word is so, is so powerful. And you're like, what made this? And obviously the Holy spirit has so much more to do with any of it, but even the words themselves, you see how God has weaved his narrative together. And there's nothing more exciting than, you know, you read some of the stories right now. I'm doing a study on Rahab. That is a very exciting story, Rahab, and how God used Rahab, who was a woman of ill repute. Right. And, I, you know, not just my opinion, but general opinion. Yeah. She was working as a prostitute, and yet God wove her into the lineage of Jesus Christ, right. because that is what God does. So, yeah, I've had a lot of fun um, basically teaching, and that has been a thread um, with my life so far, and that 
I think those skills, I always enjoyed mentoring students and now I get to mentor people spiritually. So there's never any preparation wasted. God weaves it all together and uses it in the way he chooses to. Yeah. Yes, he definitely does. Now, so if someone who's listening, if they are struggling, like, I don't know what I'm called to do, or maybe they thought this is what I was supposed to do. And it doesn't look that way because oftentimes our like grand plans for our life, it is not a straight line from point A to point B. Um, You know, there are twisty turns of life. So what wisdom would you share with the person who's struggling to, to either answer the call or to figure out the call or um, to know what to do in the call? Well, two things. One is God's wisdom and the other one is man's wisdom. But um, I really love uh, the theologian J.I. Packer. And he talked about how God is infinitely more concerned with making sure we're in his will than we are in following his will. And there's such freedom in knowing that. And I think, too, something my husband said over the weekend is we need to be willing to wonder W-A-N-D-E-R, as we travel with God, meaning, just as you said, it's not always, sometimes we're so hyper-focused on a particular destination that we think God is guiding us to. We're so focused on just getting there and completing it and checking it off the list. And God is like, I'm here for the journey. I'm here for you to be in step with me. And I was looking at um, my Bible yesterday and Micah 6, 8, he's told you, old man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. How often I want to run, how often I want to just get on with it, how I want to be done with it. And, you know, I think the verb there just really indicates this like side by side, constantly checking in. I heard this morning on a podcast, I listened to the notion of the dance. We're in a dance with the Holy Spirit, with the Lord. And um, if you are a woman who has ever struggled with um, following your husband's lead on the dance floor, heaven forbid, uh, maybe I might know something about that. Maybe you got anxious and you thought we should go this way and your husband's trying to guide you. You know, if we will just relax and stay in step with God, I believe he'll reveal it to us. But sometimes that journey is far longer than we expected. Many of us have stories of seeing where the call started and it's like, five years, 10 years, 15 years. And, you know, we see this all through the Bible, story after story of people who were called Moses, and then they took a little side tour, and then they did a little thing, and then they made a mistake. I mean, over, I mean, I just, I go through all the patriarchs, and you see that with all the patriarchs. Every one of them had a little, a little wobble. And then God just kept, okay, just walk beside me, not ahead, not behind, right there. That gives me so much peace because I know in 
my flesh that I am a train wreck and that I need Jesus and that he um, constantly, he is our good shepherd, right? And like sheep, he guides us and directs us and we mess up. We're all sinful. We're all going to do it. And we do, you know, try to run ahead and he gently leads us in the way that we should go. And um, I just, I love that. That just gives me so much hope that I won't miss my destiny or my calling um, if I stay in tune with the Spirit of God. I'm not going to miss it. He's not going to give my purpose to someone else. He's not going to let me miss out on my purpose. But for, for me personally, you know, I was in the corporate world. God called me to leave it all behind to then be home, to homeschool my kids for 15 years. And I didn't know at the time that I would ever do anything beyond that. I thought I'm just going to go from being a mom to being a grandma. And that was my life. I was Susie Homemaker and God had other plans, you know, um, but that whole time he was preparing me um, for what he had next. So. Um, so true. Yeah. So I just am so grateful that you came on here today to share your answering the call and your wisdom. Um, you're so wise, my friend, and I'm so thankful for you and, and the, and our friendship. Um, I'd love to like give you the last words. Um, what would you like to leave the, by his grace listeners with today? Uh, well, I wanted to share, um, I was thinking about kind of a life verse that is something that has been with me um, since I first came to know the Lord. And I think what's so cool about God's word is it continues to meet us at our point of need over the course of years. And mine is um, Proverbs 3 five and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Get I out can't. because do you know what my life verse is? Proverbs three, five through six. Of course oh, we have wow. the same life verse. That is so funny. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I mean, that makes total sense. So um, what were you going to say? Uh, after? Oh, I, I was just going to say, I mean, once again, that English teacher and me, I want to go back and I want to closely examine some of those words. And I just think it's funny that, you know, acknowledge him um, in all your ways. Not just the Christian ways, not just the things you think you're supposed to do, but the things that, you know, God is called, you know, if, you know, we, we just have to acknowledge him in all our ways in the simple things. There are ways of God, even in parent care and caring for a child with special needs. There are God's ways in things that we sometimes don't see as being, you know, speaking in front of the church. Maybe that is one of God's ways for your life. But what if his calling is something infinitely more complex? So if we'll stay in step with him, we won't miss the ways of God and the ways he's expanding our ministry in ways that we couldn't even imagine or ask for because he does so much more. Yeah, definitely. And I, I love the part about lean, not on your own understanding um, because that our own understanding, I know it trips me up every time. Um, but if we just put our faith and trust in God, he will guide us. He will direct us. And, um, and that's a beautiful thing. 
So, and so are you, my friend. I'm so grateful for you coming on the, the show today. And um, if you have any resources or anything that you would like to share, just let me know and we will put those in the show notes so people can find you and, and the work that you're doing. Oh, I would love that. Yes. Um, I have a blog and I think we'll share that in the notes, anthiacotlin.com. And um, that would be awesome. I would love to share one of the things that I enjoy sharing with women is something I call, call soul tending. And that is just that notion of the need that we have to care for ourselves spiritually. So I'd love if anyone wants to stop by the blog and I would love to have some interaction and hear what some of our friends are doing to do that well. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Philip, and I would love to connect with you there. Oh.